Welcome to Healthy Energy with Margo. In our show, we explore the various ways we can connect to our energy and shift our perspective to create change in our being and in life. Now, here is your host, Margo Nielsen. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Healthy Energy with Margo. It's another magical Monday. I'm so grateful that you're joining me today, whether you are listening live or to the recording. If you are live and would like to phone in, ask a question during the show, it is 1-866-472-5792. My guest today is Gwen Valentic Morrison, and she is a rehabilitative massage therapist and used to be mine before she moved away <laughs> a lymphedema therapist a uc i'm hope i'm saying this right uc uc how do you say it gwen yasui reiki master and teacher and crafter of wonderful things her passion for helping people to feel better in body mind and spirit has led to many unusual and different differing areas of focus that are interconnected all the same where the mind and heart are heavy and burdened, so too will the body become. With love, all can be healed. So, Gwen, welcome and thank you so much for joining me today. I'm thank happy you so to have much you for here. Me. It's exciting and sorry about the mix up on how to say Reiki, the Reiki one. I'm not even going to try it again. I should know better. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, today's topic of conversation is what is Reiki and. Just where, you know, where we'll go with that, who's to know. <laughs> so, Gwen, can you share a little bit about you and your journey and maybe how you got into Reiki? For sure. Well, I became a registered massage therapist in 2005. And after working for a few years, it just felt like something was missing. Mm-hmm. And it felt... I don't know how to better explain it than that. It just felt like something was sort of missing. And um, so I had been getting some different messages and some different dreams that I would check up in my dream book, and it just snippets of conversation that seemed to be leading me down a certain path. And I had gone to see a psychic that one of my clients had seen after her mother had transitioned and had an incredible experience with, and that that uh, seeing that psychic was pretty incredible for me as well. She was the third psychic in three years to see that I did massage therapist and the third one to call me a healer. And back then it took hearing things three times before I paid attention. And now I can pay attention a little bit quicker. <laughs> and, um, and she had mentioned, she felt that spirit had used massage therapy to get me in the door because I needed to have a certificate on the wall. The ego was still very, very big, and she was absolutely correct. I wanted that beautiful certificate on the wall that gave me some status, right? But still, it wasn't enough. And she said, I, I think they just use that to get you in the door, but really, they have something else in mind for you. Is that what you would be interested in? And it was, it was exactly what I needed to hear, because that's exactly how I was feeling. I said, yes, absolutely, this just the physical stuff, the medical stuff isn't quite enough. And so I'd asked her, what, what avenues should I, um, should I follow to learn more about the other side of things, the non-physical stuff? And she says, well, you could do Reiki, you could do Qigong, you could do various other things. And I had already been looking into Reiki, which was sort of interesting for me because I, I have a science background, and prior to that, I was a huge skeptic about Reiki. I thought people who were into Reiki were absolute wingnuts. I thought, how could anybody possibly believe this? 
But anyway. <laughs> you get that a lot, you know. <laughs> more and more. It just seemed to resonate more and more. And so when, when I got that confirmation from her that that would be an appropriate avenue, I started looking into it. And, and then it took a long time to find my teacher. And I had looked um, through many, many websites, and I even spoke with a few people on the phone, and I just couldn't commit to a teacher. Um, I'm able to read photographs fairly well and, and get a pretty good sense of what the person is like or what might be going on. And maybe that's what held me back from committing to other teachers. And so I went back and I looked again, and that's when I found Virginia Smith. And when I saw her picture, it was like, ah, oh, there you are. <laughs> it was like coming home. And at the time, she was vice president of the Canadian Reiki Association, and she lived very close to me. I was in Surrey, and she was in Langley at the time. And so I took my mom with me to learn Reiki Level 1 um, for a couple of reasons, because she she had always supported me with these different things. We've had many interesting psychic and spiritual experiences in my family from the time that I was very, very young. And um, But it was there was a, a little sidebar, because my sister had recently been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, my older sister, and in my research about Reiki, I realized in Reiki Level 2, you can do distance healing. And I thought, and my sister was fairly stubborn about alternative things, and I thought, look, Mom, if we do Level 2 distance healing, then we can send her some healing, and she doesn't even have to know. And <laughs> right? Conspiring. <laughs> and, well, and then, so she, she agreed. I, I took her for her birthday. That was her birthday present. And, uh, and it was interesting at that time, because... Then I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? I'm going to bring my mom, and she's going to embarrass me. And, oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> but it wasn't like that at all. So that's sort of a snapshot of where the relationship still was with myself and my parents. And so I took her with me for level one, and it, and it was just amazing. And there wasn't any of the child-parent dynamic at all. We were just all adults there in this class. And she practiced on my dad, and he loved it so much that he went and took Reiki level one a week later with a different teacher. And after that, we took myself and my mother and my father, we took level two, level three, and Reiki master teacher all together as we went for the next two years. And it was amazing. And we've never gone back to the parent-child relationship. It, it completely catapulted us into this adult-adult dynamic, which is, if any, you know, aside from all the other amazing things that have happened with my Reiki journey, for me, that's one of the biggest gifts right there, just how much it changed that relationship with them. That is a huge gift to be able to do that with your parents and yeah. put aside or heal or whatever it is just to come back to to doing all that together. That's that's amazing. How many people can say that they did something like that with their mom and dad, hey? <laughs> all together, right. like the three and there of There absolutely was a lot of healing, and it, it catapulted them through their healing journey, and they began their healing practice. And now both my older sister and my younger sister went on to take level uh, Reiki Level 1 and 2, and my younger sister's husband went on to learn Reiki Level 1 and 2, and my husband has joined me when I've taught classes for Level 1 and 2, and and it's just amazing that it's hard for us to remember life before Reiki. <laughs> because that it's is so awesome. Big a part of our life since 2011. Nice. So, Gwen, maybe yeah. we can share what is Reiki. <laughs> We've already shared some of the benefits and things. So Reiki, I like to explain on a spectrum of understanding. So, 
Um, in essence, Reiki is a Japanese relaxation technique. Hands are placed just on the body, very lightly. They're, they hardly move at all. So there's no threat to the brain, and there's nothing for the brain to process. And so it gets to just shut off. It gets to shift into its parasympathetic, into its relaxed state. And it's only in that parasympathetic response that any kind of healing can take place in the body. That's when our digestion is working. That's when our hormones come into balance. That's when we are repairing and rebuilding because the other side of the coin is sympathetic. And that's when we're breaking energy, breaking things down to create energy for a fight or flight response or for excitement or exercise or whatever. So that's on the science research end of the spectrum, you can explain Reiki and any benefit that comes from Reiki that way, just by bringing the body into a beautiful, relaxed state. So over on the other end of the spectrum, where science is slowly catching up, when we break the word apart, Rei and Ki, Ki is the same as Chi or Prana. It's this universal life force energy that we've heard different uh, Eastern cultures ascribe to. And Rei means divine. So it's like universal life force energy guided by the divine. Or you can take the divine out of it and it's consciously directed universal life force energy. So this energy, and I can feel it, I'm a very tactile, kinesthetic person. It comes through my crown chakra, it comes down through my heart chakra, and it comes out through my palm chakras. And that's how the really neat thing about Reiki is it's one of the very few energy healing techniques that you can give to yourself because you're not, unlike Qigong or Tai Chi, where you can generate energy within yourself and you can use that for healing, but you can also end up depleted at the end of the day because you are giving yourself away. Reiki comes through you. And as I am offering it to a patient or a client, I am also receiving that Reiki energy. And it doesn't mix with any of my own stuff or it just comes through clear and pure for that person and for their highest good. And really, the more I get myself out of the way, the better it works. It knows what to do better than any of us do, myself and the client on the table. And so I Very do true. In the Reiki. <laughs> when I work with it, really what it feels like is pure love. There's no mm. better way for me to explain what it feels like. Yeah. It's beautiful energy to work with. I love it. It really is. That's how I describe Reiki. It's beautiful energy. <laughs> and it's it a very, very simple really form. When, when you're in this state of, of pure love for someone, and, and what that means is just complete and utter acceptance of who they are in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. There's no other uh, intimate stuff involved, just pure and utter acceptance for the person in the moment. Then there's no judgment. There's no resistance. There's none of the negative stuff that might be happening. And so you're back to being whole and complete. And truly, that's where I think all healing comes from, from that acceptance of being whole and complete and just trusting in that. And there you are. Yeah, and, that, you know, that's where we want to be, right, is finding ourselves without the judgments, without whatever. And if you can be with somebody that can hold that space for you, that's a huge gift right in itself. It is. I think part of that comes from being in a meditative state. So when we begin Reiki, we begin with what we call gasho meditation. In India, they call it namaste. So it's the bringing of hands coming together into a prayer position, but it's not a prayer. It's just hands coming together. And you bring your focus to the space between your two middle fingers 
and the space between your palms. And it's a very interesting meditation because our brain wants to go where our pointer fingers are because typically that's our active finger. We use that for everything. So you have to jump past that to put your focus on your middle fingers and it's very centering and calming and grounding. And so we put ourselves in this meditative state and then we um, set our intention for the healing. We ask for, for assistance and then we begin the treatment. And so when, when you are in any kind of meditative state, whether it's through gasho or whether it's a walking meditation or any other kind of meditation that you've learned, you set the ego aside. When you're meditating, the ego is not active. And so it's exactly what you said. When you're with someone in that space, there's no judgment, there's none of that stuff, because there's no ego. And I think the longer we're able to spend without ego, without having ego active, again, the better off we're all going to be. Awesome. Gwen, we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we will hear more about Reiki. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. There is a difference in health and wellness programs. There can be mainstream programs, and then there is something extra. That something extra is called tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper. If you want to hear some behind-the-scenes talk radio when it comes to health and wellness, the why as well as the how, Be sure to tune in each week. This show will inspire you to be healthy and happy for life, as well as become the best version of yourself. Listen Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. I'm here with Gwen and we're talking about Reiki. And I don't know about you if you're listening in at this moment or when you're listening to the recording, I can just kind of feel my energy and just the Reiki just doing its thing for me and just feeling kind of calm and just really lovely. I like it. Thanks, Gwen. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I miss you, I have to say. Gwen moved to Edmonton. She used to be my massage therapist and I loved her. (laughs) I want her to move back. But anyway, so that's besides the point. (laughs) Oh, eventually it will happen. Uh, So, Gwen, maybe what's the difference between Reiki energy and just energy? Well... I don't mean just energy, energy, but you know what I mean. Let's say other healing energies, right? Yes. Yeah, I don't mean just um, energy. 
Yeah, well, well, because we sort of touched on qi and qi. Mm-hmm. So there are many, many different healing energies available to us at this time. We've heard of quantum healing. We've heard of matrix energetics. There's all kinds of things out there. And to me, it's like um, radio waves. They're all a slightly different frequency. Mm. And which one you can access and then use depends on how you tune your receiver, right? So with Reiki, I do believe some people are born with the ability to, to be a healer. They're able to just tune into that, that higher vibrational energy that allows this uh, Reiki to come through. Other people, through years and years and years of meditative practice, can, are able to consciously elevate their own frequency so that it matches that of something like Reiki and they're able to offer healing. And with Reiki, we receive an attunement. So a student in each class receives an attunement to Reiki. And what that does, it's like putting a preset on on a radio station so that whenever whenever I just think Reiki flow, it's like hitting that preset dial and I am immediately um, elevated to the frequency that matches Reiki and it's able to come through. The other, the other sort of difference from someone who hasn't been initiated to Reiki but might be a very, uh, a very effective hands-on healer is they have to be very conscious of what they're doing. They need to be conscious of where it should go and what it should do, how strong the energy should be, and they have to be directing it all the time because if it, if it comes in through too strong, they could, they could short somebody out. We're energetic beings and we can burn out and short circuit. And with Reiki, because it's consciously guided by the divine, I get to take myself out of it. It's like the safeguard. It knows, as I said before, it knows better than me. It knows better than the client on the table where it should go and what it should do. And and then in terms of what it feels like, we there are different frequencies of Reiki within Reiki, right? So in Reiki Level 2 and Reiki Level 3 and then Reiki Master Teacher, you also receive different symbols that can change the focus of the Reiki energy. So there's a mental-emotional symbol, for example, that um, can bring spiritual calm to a person. There is a, a power symbol that can bring a greater focus to a specific area, and you can also use that to clear out an area, or you can bring energy into that area. And as I said with Reiki 2, you can do distance healing, and we do that by activating um, the distance symbol. And for me, when I activate that, it's almost like I can feel it lay out like a bridge to where, where I need to send the Reiki. And so really, it's all about different frequencies. Mm, that's a good way to put it. it might have. Yeah, but it's still just all under this big umbrella of consciously guided love, is what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you put it all with the preset and everything. That That's very cool. Yeah. So we've talked about different latent levels of Reiki then. So how does one learn it? Do you have to have any prerequisites to... No, there's the only prerequisite is just, I think, to be open. So 
um, in Reiki Level 1, you will learn... So you find a teacher, and there... The beautiful thing now is there are so many more teachers available than there was, you know, 50 years ago. And so you, chances are you can find somebody pretty close to you. And like with anything, when you're learning something, um, I think it helps to have some kind of rapport with the person you're going to be learning from. Um, but at the same time, if you go in being a big skeptic like I am, that's okay too. It helps you to look at these what's happening for you in, in your own mind, in your own life, and work through that so that you can be open to what this person, right? Go, go beyond the ego of, I know better. <laughs> Who are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> and, and just listen to the other person because every person we meet, I think, has something to offer. So you can go, if you're in Canada, um, you can go to the Canadian Reiki Association and we have registered teachers listed there. And... Um, or you can find, you can just do a Google search and on your own. When you go through someone who is registered with the Canadian Reiki Association, it doesn't necessarily mean they're better than somebody who's not, but they are held to standards. They're held to standards of teaching so that they must um, provide a professional manual for you instead of just photocopied sheets that hand are handed loosely. There are specific things that must be taught within each class. Um, we're held to um, scope of practice and ethics that you would find in other professional associations. So, so that's, that would be the difference if you were to find someone who's registered with the association. Just We're held to, to stricter standards than someone who's just on their own. But it doesn't, one is not better than the other. I just want that makes that to sense. Be clear. Yeah. And so you, the only prerequisite for higher levels is that you've taken the levels before and that you're able to produce your certificate for that teacher so that they know. And, but there's no prerequisite for level one. So with level one, I was, it's like students are dipping their toes in. They're just sort of feeling things out a little bit. You learn the history of Reiki. You will learn um, the Reiki precepts, the, the five principles of Reiki. You'll learn hand positions for a self-treatment as well as offering treatment to another. Um, you might learn a seated treatment, a short seated uh, session that you could offer to someone. And the gastro meditation. And, um, and then in level two, it's always nice because now it, they've dipped their toes in and they really want to know more. And so it's nice <laughs> to have that commitment, that little dedication coming in there with level two. And in level two, you will receive the three symbols, and we learn what to do, how we can use those in treatments, and, and what they mean, and we learn some more meditations for that. And it just takes your, just takes your practice to, to that new level. And then with Reiki level three, which we now call the Reiki, master, uh, Reiki practitioner level, master practitioner level, because you receive the master symbol. So it used to be called uh, Reiki Advanced Techniques, Advanced Reiki Techniques. But it was unfair because you received the master symbol, so you were a master, a Reiki master, but a practitioner. And then in, and so again, we also learn how to build a, a grid, a Reiki grid with crystals that can send Reiki 24-7 to someone in need. And we have these Reiki grids all over the globe. And so I have many people who... We'll send requests for healing, and then I can send that out to the global network, and everybody puts them into the grid. And so 
you just you're receiving healing from people all over the world. That's and cool. Then, yeah, it is very very cool. We also have um, William Rand of uh, the International Reiki Association. He he went to the North Pole, I believe, as well as Jerusalem, and he's got four large uh, peace grids. One, I have, sorry, I'm just looking at my cards here so I know. South Pole, Jerusalem, North Pole, and then um, the ICRT, the International Center for Reiki Training, which I believe is in Hawaii. And so these peace grids are large, beautiful metal grids. They have symbols for all of the major religions um, uh, active on the planet now with crystals, and so we can send Reiki to these peace grids, and then again, that Reiki is just like this big web all around the planet. It's really just wonderful when you think about it. That's cool. So the Reiki Master Teacher level, the fourth level, you receive two additional symbols that allow you to give attunements to other students. And even though you're called a Reiki Master Practitioner or Reiki Master Teacher, Really, you're master of nothing. It's just the very beginning. You spend the rest of your life trying to master yourself. Not so much even the Reiki. Yeah. It's, uh, how true is that? <laughs> when, you, when you accept that title, really when you accept even just the title of um, a Reiki Level 1 practitioner, there is a bit of a shift. There's a psychological shift that, you know, okay, I'm accepting that I am this person now, and what does that mean? What does it mean to be a Reiki practitioner? What does it mean to live through love? What does it mean to try to dissolve judgment? What does it mean to offer healing to everyone, even those that you might not think deserve it? Like, how do you, you know, can you change your perspective so that you can recognize everyone as one and offer love and healing to everyone, regardless of what they may have physically done during this particular manifestation on the planet? I remember taking so my Reiki yeah, level one. Say was that again? With, when I took my Reiki level one, I was in Whistler with a girlfriend of mine, and her mom wanted to share Reiki with us. So it was the most amazing weekend. And I remember coming home and Peter saying to me, You look so peaceful. Yes. <laughs> and it was amazing. I think I had every symptom after that known to mankind for the women time but it was like a healing in that way and yeah it was very very um i don't know such a peaceful peaceful thing to do and i i've taken reiki level one reiki level two and the third level i didn't go on to take my my um, teacher one at this point but every time I did a level and then I would work with people doing reflexology I usually brought in the Reiki energy if if their body was willing to receive it and each I think each time I took another level the my sessions of whatever I was working with them with um, with clients with went deeper and it was cool Yes, and, and even I the think... energy in my hands, like the heat. When I first started my healing, my hands used to be cold, and it drove me nuts. And now it's like, you got little heating pads down there. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, Not necessarily. Level, you open yourself to be able to receive and then offer a greater degree of Reiki energy. 
And so we have it split in levels, not so that you keep trying to get money out of people or anything like that. It's so that you can physically acclimatize your body to receiving that level of energy. I think if you receive everything all at once, the potential to burn yourself out um, or short circuit is there. And so I always recommend, so levels one, two, and three, you know, it's nice to have at least a couple of months in between them, but I, I recommend between level three and the Reiki master teacher level to give yourself a year. Mm. whole year of practice and and just knowing that this is really the path that you want to do because I think it is a big decision. And it's interesting what you said about the hands. And so <laughs> Mrs. Takata, so we credit her with bringing Reiki to the West. And it was right around the time of, of World War II and Pearl Harbor, and if she didn't bring it over, I don't know that we ever would have Reiki here in the West. And what happened was she had gone to visit relatives back in Japan, and this is where Reiki originated with um, with Dr. Isui. And that's why it's called Isui Reiki. And she got sick. And she had to go... Um, they wanted to give her surgery. And she had... She heard some voice or she received some message. You, you don't need to do this. You can go and do this instead. And the instead was Reiki. And so there was Reiki clinics set up uh, around that time. And so she went twice a week for four months, something like that, or daily for four months. She was there for a long time. And, you know, they wore the kimonos, and a practitioner was working on her. Gwen, and, uh, can so we hear a little bit sick. more about this after the break? We're going to go to a It'll break, and then quick. can you... Okay. Really, really quick, and I think you okay, might find it funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was working on her, and all of a sudden she felt this tremendous heat, and so she sat up and she pushed his sleeves back. She said, what are you using to create that heat? She thought for sure it was something mechanical. He just laughed. He says, no, it's from my hands. <laughs> and she said, you must teach me this. And so she learned and she was able to bring it over to the West. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> Very Way cool. back when. So we're going to go to a break <laughs> and come on back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Too many times, the medical profession tries to treat addicts with addictive medication. It's like putting them in a chemical straitjacket. This only masks the problem, but does nothing to cure it. The allopathic model for treating addiction has turned out to be a huge failure. The holistic model holds much more promise for treating and curing addiction. On total health recovery, from addiction to super health. Join host Sadhu Khalsa and his guests to learn about treatments and services that work. Learn how to heal yourself and transform your life. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives. But most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Today's woman faces a stressful world when it comes to staying healthy. We are bombarded by media messages with contradicting ideas about fitness and nutrition. 
We need to keep our diet, relationships, and stress in check. It's time to get the right message and have the most fun. Join hosts Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus for Healthy View Radio. It's health and happiness in one show every Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margot. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Here again is Margot Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margot. Today we're talking about Reiki with Gwen. So Gwen, why don't we share a little bit about what Reiki can do, some of the benefits to having a session? Absolutely. Uh, Reiki is really nice because it works on the physical level, and so it can reduce pain. I've had it help people with nausea from chemotherapy. It can bring balance to the systems, including hormonal balance. Um, it also works on our mental fields, and so it helps to calm things down, can bring clarity to situations. It helps to work through our emotional field. Again, allows us to feel centered and grounded, um, opens greater perspectives so that we can see more clearly. And it also works on a spiritual level and allows people to feel more connected. And I think, for me, that's one of the most important things. I think a lot of distress that people are feeling is a result of a perceived lack of connection with the universe around them. They think they're on their own. And then Reiki also filters out into the rest of your life, and it can bring about beautiful little synchronicities, and it brings answers to questions that you may have had for a long time, or it will bring rendezvous with people that will take you the next leg along your journey. So it really, there's no limit to what Reiki can do, and as long as you're open to just trusting that Reiki brings ease, and then whatever happens, happens. So I've had people, I had one gal on my table, and she it was interesting because she originally said she was coming in because she had an H. pylori infection, so it caused stomach ulcers. And she had gone through the triple antibiotic regimen three times, and still she was having some issue. And so I spoke with her on the phone. I saw her a week later. During the treatment, I saw some very interesting things that, to me, felt associated with, with her ovaries and with hormones, and it felt like one, one side felt like a like a female energy, petulant four-year-old, and the other side felt more like a male energy and very dormant and cold, and things settled out and balanced in a beautiful way. And I didn't want to share any of that with her um, to skew anything, but she ended up asking at the end anyway, did you do anything with hormones? <laughs> I said, well, since you asked, <laughs> here's what I saw. I have no idea what it means for you, but I, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that. And she said, oh, that's really interesting, because she was sent to me from someone else who said that she had an imbalance of male and female energies and that I would be able to help. So I took that for me as confirmation from source that what I'm seeing isn't, isn't me making it up. I'm not hallucinating, because I'm still a big skeptic. Even when I do this work, there's still the part in the, in the back of my head saying, I can't believe you're doing this. 
but it always <laughs> ends up amazing. She calls me three weeks later, and she tells me that was the, the first menstrual cycle she's had in her whole life. She was in her late 20s that wasn't painful. She was debilitated before. And she said she had to go out and bought, buy new bras because her breasts had grown and nothing was fitting anymore. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So that was a clear physical, <laughs> physical stuff. <laughs> and then one of um, my teacher, Virginia, I, I love it because she shared this, shared this story with, with one of her clients who she was offering distance healing to for foot pain. And so she would ask her to sit quietly somewhere, lay quietly. She would send her Reiki and, and that would be that. And each time, the lady would phone her back and say, I don't think it's working. And Virginia would just say, it's working, it's working, don't worry, don't worry. So this went on for about three weeks. She did it three times. And then after the fourth time, she calls, she says, I must apologize. She says, why? She goes, well, I had to take my husband to the foot doctor. And normally, his care aide takes him, but she was sick, and so I had to take them. They were an elderly couple. And as she walked into the office, the doctor says, why are you walking like that? She tells him she's in pain. She needed orthotics. <laughs> the pain oh. went away. So <laughs> the Reiki was able to guide her somewhere where she could receive the physical support that she needed in this physical world where we are. And sometimes we need that outside physical support, too. Not everything can happen by magic, I suppose. But it just, like just a little so. glimpse of what Reiki can, how the different ways that Reiki can work, and it's always, always for your highest good in that moment right now today. Well, that brings up a good point, because sometimes we do need that physical help. Sometimes we think we like to do it all ourselves or figure it out or one thing is going to do it, and sometimes that's the catalyst to getting you to where you might get the help in a different way. So that that's exactly. that's a good story. Yes. I re- yes, remember my... you need a particular supplement or something, right, to, to assist with this physical body. There's lots of emotional and mental and energetic work that we can do, but if the physical body is not supported, things can still break down. Well, it wants to be happy. <laughs> yes. And that, that, that's why you have, have different people and different treatments and different sessions and different, different ideas out there so that you find what, what is something that's going to appeal to you and help you know I get people phone up and hey I need something now <laughs> or, right. or sometimes they just need to talk it out right have a have a little bit of clearing or a little bit of shift of perspective and whatnot just 100%. to just to get that I know my my one of my teachers she's was teaching language of the feet Chris Stormer and I remember her talking about noses this was in one of her classes but she says you know if you need to get a nose job, this was her thing, or a, or a breast something, <laughs> do it because it might make you feel better. Don't try to make yourself feel better prior to and, and whatever. Like you have to find that balance within of this will help me and the rest will come along or I can go this way and I might get there and I might not. So it's just, it's being okay with whatever you're choosing, really. Yes, and I think that's, to me, that's a law of attraction principle. It's looking for the path of least resistance, right? So if you, if you are doing some kind of treatment that you don't feel comfortable with, that you have a lot of fear about, if you're doing it because somebody told you that you should do it, then you're going to have a lot of resentment or fear, and it's not going to be as effective as it could be if you were open to it, right? So just as you said, it's, it's all about the path of least resistance, and if it makes you feel, if it brings you to a place of ease, if it allows you to release resistance 
in your thinking and your body, then that is the right thing for you at this time. Right? And yet, because there really is no right or wrong or good or bad. Those are labels that we put on stuff. Yes. It just ends up being, I think, you know, better would be beneficial or non-beneficial. And that could flip-flop depending on where you are, you know, just in terms of where your energy level might be at, where your nutrition might be at, what part of the world you might be in, what the weather is like that day. And, and so when you remove that judgment of good or bad or right and wrong, and it's just, okay, has this been beneficial or non-beneficial? Is it non-beneficial? Okay, well, let's make a different choice. And not to be, don't get hung up on your choices, right? Well, let's pay attention your to your own body. Yes. Which we're not always taught to do that, you know, just carry on, yep, carry on, do this, take that, you know, go to the doctor, maybe get prescription drugs, whatever it is. And sometimes that's all needed too. But when you Absolutely. pay attention to you, like I was going for massage on a recommendation of somebody and it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in a car accident and I, you know, you, this is what you do afterwards. And after the third session, my body is saying, I don't want to come back here. And it's not anything to do with that one person. It's just we weren't a compatible match. And, you know, she had to cancel and I just said, I'm going to go. One, it was farther away than I wanted to be for how much I had to go and just pick somewhere else. So, I mean, that that's paying attention again to is this person for me? I like to, in anything that I do, I need to have that energetic match. There has to be something that, you know, like how you said, you could read a picture of your teacher and know that, yes, this is the one for me. Right. There, for me, there's sometimes, that. <clears throat> sometimes, too, it's interesting you said, you know, she canceled, there's all these other factors coming in there. And so, again, with sort of law of attraction principles, so how much of that is you trying to fill in your own grid, right? Yeah. It's our job to build the grid, with what we want to have happen and try to take a step back and allow the universe to fill those details in. We can, we can fill those in, we can force those details in and you can get the job done. But often it's then sort of flavored with that frustration or impatience or, and it's, it's never quite as good as it could be if you allow the guys upstairs to work it all out <laughs> for you. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> Another friend of mine, she used to say it would be like going out to a restaurant for dinner. So you and I go out and we're having dinner. And are we in the kitchen checking out what they're doing? Or are we enjoying ourselves and or enjoying the company? So it's right. the same as putting it out to the universe. And you're not trying to control it because it doesn't necessarily come in how you think it's going to be. It's not going to show up the same way sometimes. You know, like, okay, you take the massage one, right? Or your, your lady with the sore foot going in and needing the orthotics. For me, yes, okay, on some energetic level, I put it out there. I didn't want to go back to that massage therapist. My body was saying no. She canceled, so it was just an easy way to, to go. So the universe really does have, have our back. Absolutely, yes, yes. <clears throat> and you have to believe that. You can either look at the universe. Ask yourself, this is a good question, I think, for everyone to ask themselves. Is the universe friendly or unfriendly? And if you are walking around with the mindset that the universe is unfriendly, you will be shown experiences to prove you right. But if you walk around with the mindset and the knowing that the universe is friendly, then you will be given experiences to prove you right. Right? Wherever you go, there you are. (laughs) You might as well make the best of it. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to go to a break. And we will come back and learn some more. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Too many times, the medical profession tries to treat addicts with addictive medication. It's like putting them in a chemical straitjacket. This only masks the problem, but does nothing to cure it. The allopathic model for treating addiction has turned out to be a huge failure. The holistic model holds much more promise for treating and curing addiction. On Total Health Recovery, from addiction to super health. Join host Sadhu Khalsa and his guests to learn about treatments and services that work. Learn how to heal yourself and transform your life. Listen Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin, breast cancer survivors and advocates. They help by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Healthy Energy with Margo. We'd love to connect with you on the program today. Call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to healthyenergy at shaw.ca. Now, back to Healthy Energy with Margo. Here again is Margo Nielsen. Welcome back to Healthy Energy with Margo. So Gwen and I were talking on the break um, a number of years ago when she was selling her house here. I had gone for a massage session with her and and she wanted to sell and she had a little bit of, oh my God, I've got kids, my business in the house, I don't want to have to keep it clean. And I left her with the thought, what if it sells right away or however I phrased it. So Gwen, maybe you could share a little bit about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you had asked, you know, how are you feeling about moving? Because it was going to be to a different province away from all of my family. And I I had worked through all of that already, all the guilt and stuff. And so I had said to you, you know, I feel really good about moving, but I'm not super keen on keeping the house clean for showings because the kids were two and five at the time. And you said, what if it sells on the first show? And I laughed. I, I, it was just a big laugh because it had never once crossed my mind that that could ever be possible. And I said, <laughs> of course, how does it get better than this? And then, and I forgot about it. I just let it go. Oh, and it was at a better I, price too. I think we said that. <laughs> what's that? I think we have put in there at 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 because your realtor wanted it lower or something. Well, and that we was, said more. So that comes later. Okay. So that happened about probably about February, and so we weren't going to list for about another three months. And so I had learned through the teachings of Abraham and Esther Hicks um, about the 60, sixty-eight seconds of pure thought. So 
getting yourself into the feeling of already having what you want and sending out that emotion. And so for the next three months, I did probably three or four times a day, I did these 68 seconds of pure thought on what I wanted our new house to feel like and what I wanted new neighbors to feel like and what I wanted the buyers for our house to be like and and if they would have kids that could play with the kids that my children would be leaving and that they would be good neighbors for the friends that we would be leaving and and all of these things three four times a day and the purpose of that is is esther explains when you get to 68 seconds of pure thought you you build momentum in the direction of what you want to create bring that manifestation into the physical. And really, when you go for 68 seconds, it's the equivalent of 200,000 hours of actual physical effort to get what you want, but you're doing it energetically. So if you think about how many hours it was that I had spent doing this, I could be standing on a street corner, do you want to buy this house, do you want to buy this house, do you want to buy this house? Nobody wants to do that. So I did it energetically instead. So when it came time to list the house, we had a, I had a certain number in mind because I had already worked out what I, where I wanted to put money. I needed, wanted to give some back to my parents, and we wanted to pay this off and do this. And our realtor wanted to list far, far below that number because that was sort of common for the area. But I knew this area because we looked at 80 houses before buying this house because I didn't know about the law of attraction before then. <laughs> and I said, no, 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 no. And he showed me the listings. There was three houses out of probably the 30 that he brought that were up in the range that I wanted. And they had similarities with us because we were, um, it was a heavily Indo-Canadian neighborhood. And the three houses that had higher listings had either Caucasian or Asian realtors. And so just a few differences. So you knew that things would be different when you walk into the house. And so I had to fight with them on the number that I wanted. And we finally agreed, and it was a whole number. I wanted 690000 that we wanted to list at. And he says, okay, so 689.9? I said, no, no, 690. 689.5? No, 690. Well, Gwen, people <laughs> like to think they're getting a deal. I said, I don't want people to think they're getting a deal. I want people to think they should be paying more. And I said, Patrick, there's one buyer for this house. I'm not marketing to the masses here. And if you're not on board, we just should end this right now. And my husband says, well, I'll give you the $100. I said, it's not about the $100. You want to talk marketing. You tell any man 69 and he'll, you, you, anyway. So we <laughs> were able to list, but it was a big fight. So they were going to come and do pictures in two days. So I said, great, so I have time to clean. And first I started rushing madly like I normally do. And then I remembered, hold on, whatever energy I put into this is what it's going to be flavored with at the end. So I stopped. I channeled Reiki, I did my gasho, I asked for Reiki to be infused in everything that I touched and everything my eyes laid upon, and for everyone who walked in the door to receive a full Reiki session. And I cleaned my whole house, every drawer, every cupboard, in two days, and it never once felt like work. And even now, it'll take me nine hours to clean my kitchen sometimes, because I just don't want to do it. But (laughs) it was done beautifully back then. So they came, they did pictures on the Thursday, I get a call that Thursday night, somebody wants to come see the house. I thought, oh, the pictures went live already? He goes, no, but they found the pictures from when you guys listed two years ago. I said, oh, that's fantastic. So they came, and then I get a phone call later. They stayed for 45 minutes, which is a good sign. My realtor says, I should know better than to fight with you Valentic women, because he'd been our, my fa- our family realtor forever. <laughs> my mom's pretty fiery, too. I said, oh, 
we have an offer? He says, yes. I said, should we wait for Scotty? You want to tell me now? Maybe we'll wait for Scotty. Oh, it's a good offer. Okay. <laughs> so they come that night, and the the upper level that he wanted us to list at was 675, and I had fought because I said, if we list there, I'm never going to get more than that, and I need a little bit more than that. And so that's why I fought for the 690. So sure enough, they came in at 675. We countered at 680. They took it. And I woke up that morning saying, we're going to get 680 for this house. Nice. So two two weeks passed, and all the conditions came off, and I get the call from the realtor again. He goes, Gwen, you know, I, I didn't want to jinx it. I didn't want to say anything before. And I said, what? He goes, well, it was just so weird. There was no other <laughs> phone calls, no looky-loos, no nosy neighbors, no nothing. And I started laughing because now I remembered Margot. <laughs> First time in four months that I remembered. He says, what's so funny? I said, what's better than selling on the first show? He goes, what? I said, no other showings. (laughs) And that was that. So it was just, that was one of the the most incredible, incredible law of attraction experiences that I've ever had. I've always been able to manifest parking spots. And, you, you know, you have the idea of little things and big things, but there really is no such thing as little things or big things. You just manifest things. As if by magic, it's like whatever you focus on grows. But stay focused and stay true, and trust it's going to happen, right? That's so cool. (laughs) I think I've done that with one other person said about their house selling, and they sold it immediately. (laughs) Right, because you when you remove the resistance to what you want, then what you want has to come. That's the law of attraction. So it's all about get out of your own way. it's about us holding that resistance to what's possible or not poss- not possible. And when you just realize, well, everything's possible, I'm just going to let those guys figure it out instead. <laughs> and then you have amazing things that happen. That is awesome. And I'm selling a place in Edmonton. So Gwen and I were talking about that. So she just gave me her tips prior, which is why I thought <laughs> I had to bring this up. It's got to be good. Because we do know that what we focus on expands. So... What are you focusing on in your life? And is it what you want it to be? Or are you focusing on what you don't want and continue to get more of that? So I would encourage you to have a look at what your thoughts are. And if you would like to get in touch with Gwen, maybe you're in her area or would like some distant healing. Gwen, maybe you can let people know how to get in contact with you. Absolutely. So easiest is always email. It's RMT Gwen, like registered massage therapist or Reiki master teacher, RMT Gwen at gmail.com. My therapy website, I do, I can do healing uh, through Skype as well or distance healing. Or if you're in central Alberta, come and drop me a line. That is ascensionheals.com. And um, you can always just drop me a line, 778 991 4263. If you are unable, to figure out how to stop being focused on what you don't want, how to shift that to what you do want. That's where I'm really good at helping you flip things around. It's the difference between saying I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke all the time and flipping that to I'm in between funds. They both mean you don't have money right now, but one leaves it open for funds to come and the other leaves it closed. It's not coming. Same thing as I hate being sick. People tend to stay sick. or I enjoy being well. They both mean the same thing, but they carry very different energetic vibrations. And it's that vibration that you put out to the universe that will draw back to you an experience to match it. And so if you need any help with any of that, I'm here for you always. Love can heal all things. 
Thanks, Gwen, for joining me today. I appreciate you saying yes and sharing your gifts to the world. If you would like to contact me, you can do so healthyenergy at shaw.ca or 778-828-8005. Check out my website, www.healthyenergy at or healthyenergybc.com. So thanks, Gwen. Happy to have you you here. And next week I will be joined by Jeanette Martin and we're toying with a couple of topics of conversation. So come on and join us. Have yourself a magical week and do something kind for yourself. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join your host, Margot Nielsen, for another edition of Healthy Energy with Margot. We're live every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. What positive energy can you attract in the coming week?